What is up, my brothers and sisters, my agents of respect? It's your boy Trey Johnson here back with another episode of the No Disrespect But Podcast. And if you can if you're not hearing my usual jolly, exciting self, it's for a good reason. Um for my viewers and my listeners, um, if you've been paying attention to the news or social media, you've you know been aware of the the recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Cali, um, and most recently in Uvalde, Texas, where uh, twenty one twenty one people lost their lives, including nineteen babies. Um, and that was just the last time I looked at the numbers. I think those numbers were rising, but uh, that was the most recent one. And I kept going back and forth about if I even wanted to talk about it. Um, mass shootings, gun violence, gun control, that's that has been a really big talking point um, in American politics as long as I can remember. You know, since I've been old enough to really look and and see what politics is all about you know that's been one of the the biggest talking points of do we ban guns do we make stricter laws do we give more people weapons this that and the third and one of the reasons why i didn't want to talk about it especially then and and one of the reasons why i'm in a way struggling to talk about it now is because i don't want it to to seem like I'm pushing an agenda because that's what I, I see all the time when these things happen, you know. But we forget that these are individuals, they're people, the living, breathing humans who lost their lives, families will be affected forever. And, you know, just want to get it out the way right now. This is only going to be an audio episode, not going to do it on YouTube, because I, I do want to speak freely. And I know, especially during times like these, you have to be really conscious about what you say. And I'm not saying what, I, what I'm saying is right, what's wrong. It's just me expressing how I feel. And you guys know I'm always going to to do that in as respectful of a manner as I can. And so I... I didn't want anything, you know, I know YouTube has certain rules and, and I didn't want to break any of those rules um, by accident because because it, it's not my intention to be a rule breaker. But I just want to speak freely and just don't uh, want to get into to any issues um, on a platform because I do want to build that. In. And so I just want to be cognizant of everything. And like I mentioned, I I really struggled because. Not even, I mean, I got the alert about what happened in Uvalde, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and, and what happened at the, the, the elementary school and, and of these babies getting killed. And, and I want to say the next, maybe the very next tweet down my timeline is about gun control and how we need to, you know, make these laws and make it harder for people to get guns and change the, the age limits and some saying, hey, let's get rid of assault rifles altogether you don't need them and then you get the well no we need to arm teachers and maybe if we had armed guards at schools this wouldn't happen and we need more guns and and you see both sides of the coin and 
And what I really want to talk about, because look, we know what happened. We, we can't change the actual action of what happened. We know what happened. And and I don't want to to focus too much on that alone, because I know those families are grieving. Still, they'll probably be grieving for the rest of their lives. Um, and I my prayers are with them and I wish them the best, the best you can possibly go on. Especially after losing children, you know, mothers, fathers, and I'm talking about, you know, with with all of the the recent shootings that have been going on. But what I do want to talk about is how one of the the most disrespectful things you can have in this play is a a lack of empathy. Because we, we always want to be the first one to talk about it, be the first one with the hot topic regarding gun control and we forget that people were lost today can we talk about can we can we can we talk about your policies and your agendas can we talk about it tomorrow we have to talk about it literally minutes after it's happening and and i don't think that that's us as an american society just getting used to what's going on with 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 shootings and becoming numb to it. I don't think that's the case. I think it shows you being numb to it when the first thing you want to do is talk about passing a law. I get it on both sides where, look, this is a tragic event. We have to do something. Everybody wants to do something. And, I to- and I'm totally on board with finding whatever those solutions are. But have some empathy for once. I mean, this happens all the time. It doesn't. It just doesn't happen with mass shootings. It. It doesn't matter what major issue it is. Somebody somewhere is going to make it about them. I had to watch, and I ended up blocking the person on Twitter. But they discussed their own experience as an elementary student, and about their life, and about them going through uh, uh, a disability, so to speak. And I'm like, what? 20, 20, 20 plus families are affected right now. And maybe you're coming from a good place. But to, to make this tragedy about you, it's ridiculous. Even the imagine it's, it's, it's your family. Okay, I... Sometimes it's not always the best thing to put ourselves in those shoes because we're not. We're not the ones that are actively going through it. We don't know how we would go through it, but we know that there are families that are currently doing it. Can we pray for them? Can we be there for them? See what they need. But I want to kind of dive into both sides because, you know, there has to be a solution somewhere. I know there has to be a solution somewhere, but all we hear are the extreme sides of both arguments. And I kind of want to dive into that. You get, we need more guns. That's why this is why we shouldn't ban guns. We need more guns to protect ourselves. We need to arm teachers. We need to fund the police more so they can... So we can have, you know, pay them well and, and make sure we have more people to 
you know, go into some of these these tragic situations and make sure they're they're trained to to handle it because clearly the of all day police department wasn't trained to handle this. Um, at least it didn't seem that way because they allowed innocent children to die uh, without stepping in, and they're supposed to protect and serve. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the other ends of the spectrum, ban guns or ban AR-15s because that's the assault rifle that. Everybody wants banned, and and that's always the the talking point or the good guy with the gun argument. The 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 universal background checks, which I'm kind of on board with, but they're making it hard to to get a gun in this country. To talking about what other countries are doing, this, that, and the third. Um, so you so you get you get extreme measures on both sides, and I know that there's a common ground somewhere. There isn't one or the other, and the reason why I say that is because the numbers don't always support the extremism in each situation, and It's always funny as a as a as not just an American but a black American that when discussions about policies are brought up most or or our our, polit- our politicians act as if things in this country aren't based on race and that race will have no bearing on how procedures happen and it's easy to say, let's make these changes, these, these drastic changes, but do you really think about how it will, how it will affect the, the black and brown people of this country who already go through some shit, really? And, and so I want to kind of talk about some of the, the arguments from each side and, and then let's have a real conversation about how does it really affect the American? And and what's happening? And so I'll start with the with the with the, with the far right, I guess you know is what they call themselves. So we need more guns. Everybody should have a gun. Okay. I don't believe that everybody should have a gun. I think that everybody should know if you're going to have a weapon, you need to be trained on how to properly use it. I think. There are a lot of people who get a weapon and they think they're powerful, but they don't know how to win. They don't know how to win a gunfight. They don't know how to really carry themselves in a in a conflict, in a conflicting situation. Because you know, if you guys remember, I had one of my friends, Matt Dyson, come and talk, and and one of the things he talked about is to be a proper gun owner, a responsible gun owner. The first thing you need to know is how to resolve a situation without using your weapon and i don't think too many people who are pro-gun sometimes that they're i would say that when their argument is oh we need more guns i think some of them don't think about you need people need to be able to use said weapon it's your responsibility to learn how to use that weapon safely and to make sure that you can resolve conflict without even having to go to it but if you're in a situation where you have to protect you and the people you love or the people around you. 
you have to be ready. You have to be prepared. And so I don't believe in just giving people guns. That doesn't work. Because I think if you just give people guns and they're not going to be trained, they're going to have more casualties. Not Probably not more mass shootings, but definitely some incidents of gun violence. Because there are certain people that they, they probably shouldn't have weapons. And we have to really be cognizant of that. So if you're going to have one, if you're going to, 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 to take it upon yourself to get a registered firearm and go through the, the procedures that are in place currently... You also have a responsibility to learn how to use that weapon. You have a responsibility to learn how to keep that weapon in certain places in your home where you're not putting children at risk or anything like that. So for the we all need guns crowd, I'm not so sure. I think there's other ways you can find out how to protect your family that doesn't necessarily involve a weapon. But if you're going to do it, do it the right way. Be responsible. Which I'm sure... Pro Second Amendment folks mostly would say most of us are responsible. Um, And numbers would tend to agree with them in that regard. But um, also the we need to arm teachers, especially when you have or we need to arm folks in church um, because you've seen places of worship, places of learning are easy targets for some of these psychopaths. it's not places, not a, the, these institutions aren't places that are heavily guarded. Um, you don't have a bunch of, you know, police patrolling uh, either or, you know, you'll be lucky if you have one patrol car at a church. Um, and usually that's when it's in a quote unquote bad neighborhood that'll happen. But um, most of these places are easy, easy targets for psychopath. And we've seen, you know, in recent um in memory, you know, with Sandy Hook and, and now with Uvalde or uh, the grocery store um, in Buffalo to the, the place of worship in California, place of worship in, in North Carolina, I believe it was um, the movie theater during the dark night. And the guy came in um, and, and killed and killed people in the movie theater during that. Um, you see it, you know. And. It when you see those places are easy targets, it can create the irrational view that, oh, my God, we need to arm these folks. We need to say, hey, you should be allowed to carry your weapon in church. I already know some states have passed that law where you can now open carry in the house of God. Or in your place of worship, because I know everybody doesn't 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 worship. There aren't Christians, but but still, I'm not so sure that's the best place. Definitely am not pro arming teachers here's a a few reasons one who's going to pay for the weapons you guys aren't even giving teachers enough of a salary to buy pencils and crayons and notebooks and all the things they need to be great educators or at least i should say should have at their disposal because educators in this country they do a lot with less so shout out to them but okay, now teachers can open carry. Okay, who's gonna how are they gonna afford guns? Are we then gonna use state dollars and, and that thing to give them guns? Then back to my earlier point about when you give people guns, they have to have that responsibility of how to use them, right? So who's going to do that training? 
Who's going to pay for them to go to that training? How is that going to work within their schedule as a teacher? Is it something that they have to do in the summertime? Is it how long is the course that we're giving them? Are we putting them through simulations? What What is the criteria that's going to happen should we arm a teacher? And I understand the the irrational mindset is schools are easy targets. We need to give these teachers means to defend themselves. I get the irrational sense of it, but let's think. Let's think about who that affects. And is it better across the board? And here's what I mean. If we say all teachers are allowed to be armed, and we understand some of the the racial dynamics in this country and and how as black people sometimes we're we're sized up. I can give you a perfect example. I got pulled over a cop that was probably 3 or 4 inches taller than me. Had me about 60, had me by about 60 pounds. He was talking about my size and asked me if I played sports, played, played football. And I, and I have my, you know, we weren't married at the time, but I have my, my wife on the line. Cause look, we, we got to have somebody on the line when you get pulled over. That's just our reality. Nowadays, I did, you know, I went about 15 over the speed limit, but still didn't know what was going to happen. Sometimes a simple traffic stop isn't a simple traffic stop. And he's talking about, Oh, like you're a big guy. And I'm, and I'm sitting there like, okay, man, you're just giving me a, a a speeding ticket. Like what what does my size have to do with it? And and somebody listening would say, well, well, yeah, Trey, what does your size have to do with it? My size gives cause. If the cam is hearing him talk about how big I am and and he feels threatened by me because of how big of a person I am or how deep my voice might be or the tone that I'm speaking, it could give him cause to do more than just a tr- simple traffic stop and give me a speeding ticket, which he did. Well, actually, he gave me a ticket for not having my seatbelt on, but even though I have my seatbelt on, it's a different thing. I'm not going to focus on that. That's not the point. So, will it affect some of your private schools, your 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 your, your Catholic schools, and? And, and teachers and students are getting in altercations because, look, teachers spend more time with us than our parents at that age. And we're raging hormonal teenagers. Right. But to have a gun, again, you have a responsibility to understand how to resolve conflict without using that weapon. Right. Who's to say in some of your your public schools, lower income schools, so to speak. That a teacher is going to have that patient with, with patience with the student. And he can say, oh, the, the student really got aggressive and I got scared and I panicked and I shot. What what we're opening up a can that we can't close. It's going to suck us in like a black hole. And I don't I don't trust. I don't trust that that racism and prejudice has gone down so significantly that we won't have these issues happening in class. 
And God forbid we start talking about, you know, if we do have students at either institutions that are bringing their own weapons because they want to protect themselves. And then what that can end up being, that's dangerous for the for the peer to peer relationship, student to student. That's dangerous for the student to teacher. It's dangerous for the teacher to student. We're that, that just can't happen. OK. So I get it. Tragedies create irrational behavior, irrational ideas. So right now you're thinking, oh, it does make sense to arm teachers. It does make sense to have armed guards at these schools. I get it. I wouldn't mind having, I would say this, as kind of irrational as it might be, I wouldn't mind having armed guards at schools especially for babies because i understand i've been i've been having to see psychopaths take advantage of the defenseless i've I've seen it too many times so something has to be done and if a school has to look like a precinct for the betterment and for their safety sure but i have to but i have to trust that you're going to have the children's best interests at heart because we saw that that wasn't the case in Uvalde. They thought about their own life. They thought about their own safety. Some folks even went and got their kids. So, but in theory, like, so like the mother that drove an hour and got her kid, like in theory, I get it. You want to protect yours. But that mother didn't swear an oath to protect and serve the community. Like She didn't. So, of course, I, I wish he would have tried to save all 20, but I, I know that's not reasonable. That's me being irrational, putting that on a mother. But police officers, law enforcement, the same folks that you guys are telling us we need to trust and we need to give more money. And we need to worry. We don't need the weapons because they got the weapons and they'll protect us. Well, Einstein, they're human, too. And we got a front row seat to what? Real humanity is not everybody, regardless of if they took their oath or not, everybody is not ready to die and sacrifice their lives for someone they do not know. So shout out, you know, happy belated Memorial Day to the men and women who serve our country and do that without hesitation, because it is a hard thing to protect someone you don't know, someone you don't love. To do what's right. To do what's right. The right thing was to go in and save those babies. You guys are trained. And if you weren't trained, that's another issue. So. My folks on the far right. Of it all. More guns does not mean more safety. We would be by far the safest country in the world. If that if that was what it meant, I think more gun responsibility will make us a safer country. I do. I think more accountability from our politicians on on really what can we do if it's not because I don't think it's simple as just banning guns. And I'll get to that that in a second. But it has to be something. Let's not go around the issue. Let's not make it an immigration issue. Let's not make it a. Uh, a fatherless or motherless home issue. 
Because some folks, they have two-parent households. They have good jobs. They're great in the community. And something within them snaps. And they prey on the defenseless. So we have to do something, right? We have to. Because it's happening too often, it seems. Too often. And when we find out about these things, just when you think about all the folks that lose their lives and why, and it's like, what's going on? Can we, you know, what happened in Buffalo was a hate crime. Can we truly make hate crimes punishable by law and getting, you know, it's a, it's a felony, federal crime. You're getting penalized to the fullest extent of the law. Like we, there's things we can do to, to stop these things from happening, right? But I also don't think we have to go through the extremes. And so I kind of want to go to the to the far left for a second because I do want to touch it. And and I would, you know, I call myself an American's American because I'm I'm neither, I guess, liberal or conservative. I, I think I have conservative views. I have liberal views. I'm probably a little bit more leaning to liberal just because, you know, they're a little bit more up my alley. But I wouldn't define or, or, or confine myself to one space. And. When someone like me thinks of that, I think that's why I can talk about the extremism on the left. And I think there's some extremism there. Let me start. The. Those that call for an entire ban on AR 15th. So, OK. I'm going to use the number 77, 77 percent. I'm going to use it twice for that argument. Ban AR-15s. I get it. Some of the most recent and more prominent, I don't know if that's the best word to use, but uh, I would say more knowledgeable incidents or, or instances of mass shootings have, we know them to have been completed with assault rifles, AR-15s to be exact. But 77%, 77% is the number of mass shootings that are done by handguns. So when we call for a ban on assault rifles, because it's the issue and it's the main problem in these mass shootings, is it really? Is it? Because the numbers don't. Support that argument. So sure, we want to ban AR-15s, but then what? Then what is it going to be? It's going to be handguns. We're looking at Canada right now. They put out a law, banned all assault rifles, took every, confiscated their their citizens' assault rifles. Everybody applauded them, and now they're coming for your handguns in Canada. So what's happening? Don't believe me? Go look it up yourself. So the, I say, where does it stop? Those of us that know and love our country understand that when we give them an inch, they take a thousand miles because we've given them that leeway as voters, as constituents of theirs. And I'm not saying there's not times we're supposed to give our government leeway, right? 
but not to extreme values when the numbers don't support it. We can't allow our government to take advantage of our of our pain, of our rage, even. That's how you end up in a war for 20 years that you lost, by the way. And I'll get to that in a second. We can't allow our pain to be preyed upon. And that's what you see with every single tragedy that takes place in this country. It's preyed upon. And we've been getting preyed on as long as I can remember. Now, at least in my life, it starts with the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and and taking advantage of the American people and not hurt because we saw a terrorist organization come in on our territory and really attempt to destroy us. We saw what happened 9-11 in New York, but understand that they were going for the White House. The plane ended up crashing in the Pentagon, but they were going for the White House. So where our commander in chief resides, that's where they were going. That was the plan. So they not only attacked us on our soil, they had means to kill our commander in chief. And our pain was preyed upon. We got into a war. It took us. What, 10 years to kill the guy responsible when we knew where he was all along for all those 10 years when we could have just easily got it done. At least so I'm told with all this technology we have. But um, but again, banning AR-15s, the numbers aren't supporting the cause for that. And if we ban those, then do we go to the handguns then since they are largely responsible? For the mass shootings in this country? Or should we go with them first? Why are we even talking about them? I think it's a bigger question. Right? Like, like Those are the weapons of choice. For psychopaths. Right? So why don't we go after those first? Maybe you might have some, some leeway. Some support. Because the numbers would, would support that. Now I'm not here saying. You know. Banning guns and confiscating guns. That's not, that's not my argument. I'm not pro that. But. Still, I mean, if we're going to argue that to save the people of this country, we need to confiscate what's largely responsible for these instances. Well, let's let's go after the handguns. Let's go. Let's get it done. We got numbers on our side. Let's go. So think about your argument and do the numbers support that. Then, the ticker here, universal backgrounds, raising the age limit, which I think, you know, if you can't drink till you're 21, sure, I agree. You probably shouldn't buy a gun until you're that age. I can agree with that. I think that's in the middle of the two extremes. But we say we need to make it harder to get guns. And we need to have larger, more restrictions, more background checks, universal background checks, um, psych evaluations, um, things of that nature to really make it hard for someone to have a gun. And 
the number, again, I said the number 77. So this is going to be used both ways. So 77% of the mass shootings in this country overall, like, that have ever happened. Think about 75, 70, between 75 and 77% of those weapons were obtained legally. So, on the left side, it's like, well, duh, Trey, that's what we're, we're saying. These weapons were obtained legally. We need to make sure it's harder to get them so we can lower that. Okay. Again, that's assuming that it's going to prevent whom? From getting these weapons. I see a lot. Of times. And not just with these. These tragedies. But just in life. We take. Recent events. Present. Events. And then try to add them. Retroactively. To what could have been. There is no one. And I can guarantee this. There is no one. That can 100%. Tell us. That if. You, you added more background checks. If you added mental and psych evaluations, that those individuals would not pass. Because we know the demographic that is largely responsible for mass shootings. Let's not fucking kid ourselves here. We know the demographic that's largely responsible for it. You're going to tell me they walk into a gun shop, say they want a gun, and they're going to be turned around? When they're asked questions and going through their psych evaluations, who's to say they're going to fail? What even goes into a psych eval to determine if you need a weapon or not, right? So everybody keeps saying these buzzwords, but no, dive into it. Tell me what does it mean? What What's going to be on these? What are the questions that you are going to ask somebody as to why they need a gun? And it's not always hunting. Don't let some of the idiots on the right say, oh, well, I needed to hunt or I needed to guard myself from uh, a United States Army invasion. That's the extreme shit. Sometimes it's just as simple as being able to protect yourself where you are. Protect yourself from robbers. Protect yourself from, you know, folks trying to trying to mug you. If you're a hunter, OK, you can hunt. And most people don't use AR-15s because it messes up the game. Everybody knows this. So, again, let's not let's not do that. So, so what? So what's going to be on these evaluations? What what's going to be? What are we looking for on these background checks? What are the answers? Like, what are, what, what are we looking for? We're we looking for criminal history. Well, shit, that's normal. Well, that happens on jobs all the time. We look for criminal history. We look for you know, if you have a history of drugs, history of violence, yada yada yada, because. Some of these folks have a clean bill of health. Some of them have a clean bill of health. They wouldn't fail these. And so we can't take the action that they did and add it retroactively. I was talking to someone the other day. I said Ted Bundy was the darling of America. He was handsome. He was well-spoken. News guy. Nobody would have thought he was a freaking serial killer. Nobody would have put two and two together. Even if he had a little bit of a depression every now and then, you you wouldn't say, oh, it's Ted Bunny. He's a cool guy. And, and what's the profile, I think, is, the, is what I'm really asking. What is the profile that says, hi, guys, I'm a serial killer in training. I'm a mass murderer in training. There is no profile for this. So stop with the buzzwords 
of background checks and psych evals. Because because to be honest with you, what is it going to prove? You are taking what happens recently in present time and trying to add it to the past. And you just assume that, oh, because this person's a psychopath today, that they were a psychopath yesterday. And that's truly not how mental health works to begin with. Sometimes people just snap. Something goes in their mind and they're different. Do you think the guy in Uvalde, you think his grandmother thought he was going to shoot her? You thought the, the and I want to say it was the grandmother in the Sandy Hook situation. You think she thought her grandson was going to shoot her and kill her? No. Had she, she probably, they probably would have called the cops way beforehand. Put them, checked them into a mental health facility. These, and we don't, I mean, look, sometimes people put things on social media. We need systems. I think that's something in the, in the middle where we need to, like, if I say something about I want to do something to the president, FBI, CIA, Secret Service, they will be at my door in five seconds. We need we need to use technology in that way. But also, we also complain about the government spying on us. Y'all remember that? Being with the whole WikiLeaks thing and, and how during the war on terror, America was spying on its citizens using phones, using computers. And we got upset. But maybe that's what has to happen to stop this from happening. Maybe the government does have to monitor everybody's social media. Maybe they have to monitor everybody's phone calls. Maybe they have to monitor everybody's credit card purchases. Maybe. If we really want the protection. But you can't say you want, you want to be free of government. You want to be able to be a private citizen and not have the government invading your private life. And then complain that they're not getting involved. And, and why couldn't they stop this person who posted on Instagram and Twitter or whatever that they were having thoughts about hurting somebody? They should be, they should be able to track that. Our local police department should be able to track that, right? And have that information. Have certain words that sends a beep, beep, beep. To their department saying, hey, we saw this. Y'all need to go. Even if he's not going to do it. Even if she's not going to do it. We got to put, we got to detain them for a couple hours. You have the proof. No, did they actually do it? No, but they might, they might be endangering someone else or themselves. Maybe we have to use technology in that way. Are we, as American people, ready to make that sacrifice? I am. We talk about what we got to do for the babies and for the families. I'm okay. With government agencies spying, if that means that they're going to catch somebody who at this point in time is just planning what they might want to do. Looking at certain purchases that, that they're making and, and they're drawing a red flag. I'm okay with that. But again, 77% of the weapons in these mass shootings were obtained legally. What will prevent that? I saw someone talk about, okay, in Japan, you have to got to get three certifications. You got to go to the police. You got to tell them why you need a gun. They're going to interview you. They're going to interview your family. They're going to interview your neighbors. Jason, James, Henry, Michael, they can walk in and say that. I can guarantee you. I have, I have two degrees, a great job. A well-spoken individual, if I walk into a police precinct and tell them I want to have a gun, 
you do the math of what they all assume. Am I a gang member? Why would I need a gun? Do I want to hurt somebody? You know, am I in the hood? Come on, I'm not like, let's be fucking real here. Let's be, let's be honest about it. So the same demographic that is responsible largely for mass shootings will still be okay. And you can't tell me otherwise. Prove to me. You have to prove to me that they wouldn't pass these 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 exams. Not saying that you don't implement them. Sure, implement them. Try. I I want a universal background check mostly because I just want to see if it works. Because if it does work, I'll come back on here and say I was wrong. I, the numbers have gone down so significantly. But even then, I mean, we've seen it with how COVID was covered. If the government wants you to believe it's working, they will tell you it's working. And if they don't want they want you to believe it's not working, they'll let you know it's not working. Right. I mean, on average, 10 million people get the flu every year. And then during the height of covid. Just a little bit over a thousand. Like, come on, <laughs> let's be realistic. So there's certain, so you're in an iffy situation. You trust, you got to trust the government. You don't trust the government. It's just a, it's just being stuck between a rock and a hard place. But again, will the demographic largely responsible for mass shootings, will they be, will they be deterred from buying weapons legally? But like I said, I'm for universal background checks. I at least want to see if it works. I want to see if it works. I want to see if it helps. I am for raising the age limit. I get it. Some, I mean, we're, we go back and forth between what is a legal age and what isn't. You know, you can't drink until you're 21, but you can have a gun. You can go off to war and kill people for the sake of your country at 18. Like we, I mean, that's just an issue in itself. You have to pick and choose what, what does it mean to be an adult? What does it mean to be of age? So if we're going to raise, I want us to raise it all across the board. Uh, if we're going to raise the age to 21 to have a gun. I mean, look, I couldn't rent a car until I was 25. I, I tried to go to uh, Enterprise and I was 22. And they were like, oh, you got to wait till you're 25. All right. So we have all these laws and all these and all these these perspectives of what it means to be of age, but it varies across the board because of what we want you to do. So, look, raise the age across the board. If I if I can't drink until I'm 21, let me not have a gun until I'm 21. Let me not sign up for the army until I'm 21. We we have to be consistent somewhere, and but my God, I just think. And it's always funny because it's the folks on both sides, left and right, that just act like race doesn't matter here. And it means everything here. You're being naive if you think arming teachers isn't going to affect black and brown people. You're naive if you think that making gun control more strict isn't going to affect black and brown people. But again, it, it has to be something. I mean, I, I, I don't think an 18 year old should be able to buy two assault rifles and uh, get now, pay later. Like, what is this? Isn't a hotel stay? Like, that alone isn't responsible, 
right? If you're going to have to be a gun owner is a huge responsibility. If you're going to take on that responsibility, you damn sure better be able to pay for it on the spot. And you damn sure better be able to pay for the training to use it and to learn how to not use it, right? So these are the things that we, we talk about and we throw out these buzzwords and we, and we pray on the emotions of the American people and of these families. And God forbid, I already know. I mean, I don't watch CNN and things like that. But I can guarantee you there have always already been news cycles where you're getting the families and friends of those that passed on. And you got them on, you got them on your primetime show. You're praying on their grief. That's all you do is pray on our grief. And oh my God, the... Between the, the right saying we got to protect ourselves from a, from a United States Army invasion and be able to defend ourselves. And the left saying, well, if you did it, we got bombs. We got yada, yada, yada. Guess what, dumbasses? We had bombs, too. And guess what? We lost the fucking shepherds in a desert for 20 years. We couldn't beat them. The guy responsible for maybe the most egregious action on our nation was hiding in a goddamn cave in Palestine. And did we touch him? No. So don't give me anything about what technologies we have because we damn sure ain't using them. Because if we had them, why wasn't the war on Iraq or the war in Afghanistan or the war on terror finished on September 12th of 2001? Since we since we have all these things that you would use on your your citizens who would protect themselves. All, all these advances, but you can't use them on our enemies. Come on, wake the hell up. They don't have that te technology. And if they did have the technology, they wouldn't use it. Nobody wants to rule over a wasteland, idiots. So why would they turn missiles or nuclear bombs on their own people? Like, do y'all think before you talk? And also, why would... The United States Army want to take over. It doesn't normally happen. I'm sure, we should probably be prepared, but for that to be in your mind, I'm scared for you to have a gun, to be honest with you, because you're thinking about world domination, man. Like that's a little that's a little bit of a stretch. So both sides of the argument, you guys need to grow up. Like this isn't a this isn't a this isn't a, a, a Steven Spielberg or, or a sci-fi film. Like this is the real world. So don't tell me about all these, you know, all these advances that if the government wanted to do this, they could. Well, guess what? We've lost every single war since the since World War Two. So Vietnam, Korean Gulf War, war on terror, lost the war on drugs. I mean, how many wars are we going to lose? I mean, this, you know, I don't know who is on the United States PR team, but this about having the best military in the world, man, you've got to show me. Because we taking L's, hot L's, serving them up by entities that really shouldn't, you know, but you know what we do? We actually arm them. We actually arm the uh, the organizations. You know, we, we got kicked out of, of um, Iraq. You know why? I mean, because... They turned their weapons on us. We got kicked out of Afghanistan because we wanted to make a, a democracy there. We, we wanted to be involved. But and that's look, that's another issue. But my entire point 
is stop with the extremism on both sides. People have lost their lives. Families have suffered a loss that they will never recover from. Stop with the buzzwords. Stop with the bullshit. Okay? Let's take care of those families. And let's actually work together and actually develop a plan that's going to stop this together because that's the only way it is going to happen it is the only way change is going to happen we cannot be divided when it comes to life i don't care what anybody says when it comes to life and protecting the American people, we cannot be divided. I may not agree with you on everything. You may not agree with me on everything, but we can agree that something has to be done. And too many times, the folks with the mouthpieces in these tragedies are folks on both sides of the extreme. Where are my middle ground folks? Where are my folks that are willing to work? Speak up, please. This country is hurting. We need to work together and understand the reaction to every action we put forth. Because my extremists, they're pointing out actions. They're saying, we got to do this. We got to do that. But you can't tell me what the reaction will be. But I can tell you what the reaction will be because I can tell you what the reality is. I know what this country was built on. I know what it thrives on. It thrives on division, conquering. Whether that's racism, classism. The people that we're told are supposed to be protected are the people that always seem to suffer the most for some reason. Why is that? Can we get to the root of all of our problems? Because at the end of the day, again, we have to work together no matter what it is. This game that the left and the right are playing with us. Aren't y'all tired? Aren't you tired of the buzzwords? I mean, aren't you tired of commanders in chief talking about reaching across the aisle and, and twiddling their thumbs waiting for kumbaya? If you want to make the change, man, just put forth the damn executive order. And yes, Congress is going to be pissy about it. And guess what? Then we're going to bring it to the Supreme Court. That's the checks and balances we all learned about. If you really want to make the change, you can make it. Congress can make the law if they want to. The president can make an executive order if he wants to, whatever he wants to do. It can happen. We're going to go through the checks and balances anyway, because if Congress makes a law that the president doesn't like, then we got to go to the Supreme Court anyway. And it's going to go to them and go to our Constitution.
It's pretty much the cycle. I would hope that we don't have to come to that. But I know we can. That can happen. But. It's a part of the game. These babies. Those folks in the those 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 black those black people in Buffalo in the grocery store. Those Asians in, in, in Cali just just going to work, going to worship. They're not people to the decision makers. The pawns. That's what they are. That's what we are to them. They show us every single time. Every single day, we're shown that. And they want us to ignore it. They want us to ignore it. They want us to become numb to it. To where all of these issues are nothing but talking points to get the next vote. When is change going to come? It doesn't matter what side of this you're on. I know, folks, I just don't want you guys to be on the extreme side. The numbers don't support your extremism. They don't. Find that middle ground. Find a way to have the true conversations. What our actions will be and what the reactions from those actions will be. And more importantly, Are we okay with whatever those reactions come out to be? Are we? And if we are, that's when we'll advance. But we got to do it together. That's what I have for you guys today. Appreciate you hearing me out. I'm really interested to just hear your thoughts on the matter and and what we can do. How we can, can come to a solution to make sure that this isn't the norm. To make sure that it isn't a thing. How about that? Make sure that we don't have to worry about mass shootings anymore. And if we do, or if it happens, we we already have a a plan of action. So I'm interested to know both sides of the coin. Please share. Like I said, this podcast will be on Spotify, Anchor app. Anywhere you get your podcast. No YouTube this time. And as I always say, if I offended, if I offended you, it's a good thing. It's an opportunity for me to learn and an opportunity for you to educate me. All I ask, all I've ever asked and all I ever will ask is that you keep it respectful. Peace.